Hi, Steve Backlund here. Day two of our 40 Days of Joy. Four more Bible verses that we've highlighted in today's devotional. And the first one is one we talked about yesterday. Romans 15, 13. I talked about it before I got into the uh, verses as a foundation to the importance of, of joy and beliefs. But Romans 15, 13, again, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a great verse. It starts with now. That means now. Not tomorrow. Not when our problem is over. Not when things get better in our nation. Now. Now may the God of hope fill you. When? Now. It's a now word. It's a now word over you, over me. We don't wait for circumstances to change for us to get filled by the God of hope. And when we get filled by the God of hope, it increases the likelihood of circumstances changing because it's very difficult to influence that which we do not have hope for. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And so we talked about the key word there is in believing. The moment I believe truth is the moment I get filled by the God of hope. Increasing hope uh, is the evidence I'm renewing my mind with truth instead of lies. And then it goes on that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We start believing. We start uh, agreeing with what God says and promises and identity and direction for our lives. And, and then the Holy Spirit, we start abounding in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You get the Tigger anointing. You just, whoo, you, 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 you almost can't stand still because of the hope. Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Now, there's another character in Winnie the Pooh called Eeyore. Nobody wants Pastor Eeyore. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Eeyore. I'm in part 85 of my series, Why Things Are Only Going to Get Worse. And my point today in this series is keep listening to the news media so you'll be realistic. Now, people tend to not want to follow hopeless leaders. And again, hope has two buddies who hang out with him. Anytime there's true hope, you're going to find all joy and you're going to find peace. That's a great verse. Then we shared Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and it goes on. Now, it's a fruit. It's the second fruit that's mentioned. Love, joy, peace. Now, fruit trees don't strive to bear fruit. If they don't have the fruit that's in their identity, then... or that that's representative of their identity, then there's a problem. Not getting enough water, not getting enough nutrients, not enough sun, what whatever. It's it's a 
fruit problem. If there's a fruit problem, there's a root problem. And so a lack of joy is like the check engine light on the car. If my check engine light comes on, I don't get condemned. It's just great information. So a lack of joy, lack of hope, lack of peace is an indicator that something needs to be fixed. And certainly there's times where we go after joy. We rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And there's times where we tell ourselves to be joyful. But that can't be the only thing we do. Matter of fact, it's not the most important thing that we do. So it's a fruit of the Spirit. And again, if you're not joyful today, I'm not joyful. That's not condemning. We shouldn't feel bad about ourselves, but it's great information. I expect as my connection with God grows stronger, I expect certain manifestations in my life, and one of them is joy. By the way, my definition of joy is this. Joy is the childlike wonder and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Joy is the childlike wonder of working with God instead of for God. It, it's joy and childlikeness is synonymous. Matthew 18.3, Jesus said, unless you're converted and become as a little child, you're not going to enter the kingdom. And there's so many things of kingdom life that we cannot enter into unless we become childlike. I'm not saying childish, childlike. Hebrews 1.9, God has anointed you, speaking of Jesus, with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness. Jesus created a culture of gladness around him. Great leaders, great parents create a culture of gladness. And a culture of gladness is important because if we create a culture of gladness, we're going to have to let go of a lot of things. I say frequently to laugh, we have to let go of something. Well, to be glad, we have to let go of something. We have to let go of perfectionism. We have to let go of unworthiness. We have to let go of control. We have to let go of critical attitude. We have to let go of pessimism to create a culture of gladness. Now, he had an oil of gladness. I remember, again, studying and getting greater revelation on the importance of joy, but I still wasn't convinced. And I felt like he said, Steve, I want you to pull out your oil of gladness dipstick and take a look. I took it out. There's nothing on it. He said, Steve, what happens to a car engine that runs out of oil? Well, Lord, it seizes up. It burns out. What happens to a leader what happens to a parent? What happens to a Christian who runs out of the oil, oil of gladness? They burn out. They seize up. And then the last verse is Luke 2.10. And I will get into this a little bit more tomorrow because I want to say a little more than I have time today. But let me read it. 
this is the announcement of the angel to the shepherds about the purpose of baby Jesus. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. Hey, I will get into that more tomorrow. God bless you today, day two on this 40 days of joy.